Welcome, Travelers Blueprint community. I'm Elliot Shibley, and here with me, as always, is the ruminative Robert Demena. Okay, ruminative. I'm going to need a definition. Did you like that alliteration, too? I did. <laughs> so ruminative is contemplative. Okay. It's just another word. You, okay. you ponder, you think, you analyze. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, TTB community. So if you are listening to this, please uh, consider adding us on social media. We have an Instagram and Facebook account that we upload pictures to provided by our guests on a weekly basis. So each week we'll upload five to maybe eight pictures that coincide with the conversation. And it's a great way for you to comment uh, on individual pictures. You can correspond with us on the conversation. Our guest is often tagged in the pictures and will answer questions. So it's just a great way to tie us all together. And uh, we highly recommend, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribing on social media as well. You can also subscribe to the podcast. That's a big help to our show uh, in getting notoriety, and we we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, lastly, our website, if you're interested in seeing travel gear recommendations or booking a trip with a past guest who uh, is an owner or operator or manager of a tour company, you can do so on our website. All right. So last week's trivia question was in our conversation with Scott. So the question was, what book did Scott recommend that was written by Aldous Huxley discussing his psychedelic experience under the influence of mescaline? The answer to that question was The Doors of Perception. So if you got that answer correct, we will be sending you a uh, Traveler's Blueprint sticker. And just to clarify, you can send all of your answers to either the Traveler's Blueprint at gmail.com or uh, through a direct message on either Instagram or Facebook. So thank you for that. Thank you for playing, and uh, Elliot, you can take it from here. So this is our second guest to return to the show, and it was a really nice reprieve. Uh, The last time he was on the show, we talked about Cuba and other South and Central American countries, and this week, we focused on a little town of Oaxaca in Southern Mexico. We discussed the geography, the food, the drinks, and the culture, including people and Dia de los Muertos. So please welcome back to the show, Andrew Tyree, the owner of Costa Costa. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Andrew, welcome back to the Traveler's Blueprint. Thank you very much. It's nice to be back. Bob and I first spoke with you in late last summer, and your first episode was all about visiting Cuba. And the episode is number 57, Visiting Cuba with Coast to Costa. So if you want to revisit that and come back to this episode, that's great. Or you can listen to this first and that later. Neither one necessarily. Yes, if you like Andrew. (laughs) We clearly do because he's back. That's right. (laughs) And today, we're going to be talking to you all about Oaxaca. Did I say that right? You said that right. You nailed it. Yes. Yeah. I did some research. I just YouTubed it. Oaxaca. 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 Got it. Oaxaca. Yep. Yep. So yeah, let's get started. Where is Oaxaca? So Oaxaca is all the way. It's very far down in Mexico. It's just north of the last, the most southernmost state in Mexico. It's called Chiapas, and it's just north of that. So it's like I think almost I'm all the way down. Familiar with Chiapas. Wasn't uh, there a very big drug cartel down there? Um, there is one in Sinaloa. There, Chiapas is more, um, there were a lot of like, like revolutionaries and things like that in Chiapas. Oh, okay. It's like a big university town and they're kind of like, like very lefty and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sounds like Chiapas is fun. It's cool. It's, it's good. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. There's oh, actually really old ruins down there it's very um kind of like like indigenous and and things like that it looks kind of like indiana jones in chiapas there's like yeah temples with like vines and things on them everywhere and like it's it's, it's really cool it's really cool it gets overlooked a lot it's not really people think either that it's dangerous or that like just not to go to it but it's it's actually really rad so, so- is this a new destination for costa costa so we've been actually doing Oaxaca, um, back to the Oaxaca thing, which is north of Chiapas. Um, we've been doing Oaxaca since 2014. Um, I actually worked in a restaurant here in LA um, called Gracias Madre, and they 
had this really great mezcal and tequila program. And so when we opened at that restaurant, they trained us in all of the mezcals and all this stuff. And I just was like, man, this place sounds incredible. So I, at the time, had other friends of mine at the restaurant that I worked with. And we were like, let's just go down there. We went for Day of the Dead in 2014. And we've been doing trips there ever since. Wow. Yeah. And so, so for some, we, when we originally were going to have you back on, we were going to do Columbia and we still right. will, we have to, cool. we have yeah, to definitely. but yeah. you, you were very enthusiastic about talking about Oaxaca and what made it get bumped up to the list? It, you know. So the, our Columbia trip, we're launching actually in May. Um, so we have a couple of months before we actually like do, do the thing. We were going to do it in January and then it got kind of pushed back for a bunch of different reasons. Um, the reason I'm, I just am really thrilled about Oaxaca again. Um, we took maybe like two years off of doing it um, because Cuba, like from our last episode, got so popular that we were just doing Cuba basically like all the time. Um, and I returned to Oaxaca a couple years ago with working working for a big company and I just like fell in love with it all over again. And it's just, it's just really beautiful. It's just now starting to be kind of recognized for tourism and things and people are starting, it's starting to get kind of a, a better reputation and people are kind of starting to actually go and explore it. But it's basically like, I feel that it's just a very, like kind of a, one of the cultural centers of Mexico. It's very traditional and old school meets like kind of new and modern. Their food is incredible. Um, the mezcal I'm a huge fan of. I don't know if you guys have had mezcal. It's like a kind of a tequila, but with a different type of agave. And a lot of times there's smoke, sort of uh, like a smokiness to it. Um, not all the time, but a lot of times. So it's just their, their food is really amazing. Their people are really awesome. I've been doing Day of the Dead for the last three years again now. And it's just like, it's just an incredible place. I, I'm, it's, it, there's something really magical and cool and inspirational about it. Awesome. And, yeah. And is that, would you pick this over any other location in Mexico or, you know, what type of traveler would enjoy their time there? A first time That's, traveler, maybe someone who's, who's been doing it for a while. Um, it, it, it's pretty, um, it can kind of, it can kind of vary. So like there, there are parts of it, if you get sort of out and a, and away, like for example, there's like the Centro de Abastos is like their huge sort of like indoor market place thing. And if you go down there, it's very much like uh, not travel 101. Like, I, I guess it, you know, there's um, like chickens being butchered and things like that that are, you know, uh, not for the faint of, of heart at some, like sometimes, like it can get kind of really like, whoa, this is pretty like intense. Um, just like very culturally different than what we're used to in the United States. But then there's places like around the cathedral and stuff that are just beautiful. It looks, it looks like the cartoon, that movie Coco, you know, I, mean, I don't know if yeah. you've seen the, the Disney movie Coco. Anyone has any like kids or nieces or nephews or anything? Um, I've seen it a lot because the nieces and nephews. Um, it's just it's just really beautiful and really mellow and nice. It's clean. The food is really good. It's so it can be for like a traveler 101. You can go there and just kind of like stick around in the center part. Um, or if it's one of those sort of more adventurous types, you can kind of bit, you know go a little bit away from where the center is, where uh, it's a little bit more you know chickens being butchered kind of stuff, which right. I also think is really cool. Hey, Andrew, real quick, the, the yeah. mic on your shirt. Just yeah. try to uh, be conscious about it rubbing on your shirt and stuff. Should I hold can. it up like this, kind of? Is that better? Yeah, if you don't mind doing well, that for Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. That's so, totally fine. So, go, so going back to, uh, oh, man, I forgot how to pronounce it already. Oaxaca. 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 Yeah, you got it. <laughs> um, I, did, I did some research of my own, and the buildings are beautifully colored. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. Do you know why that is? Um, I, so a lot of it is, is it's like a colonial town. Um, so Sp the Spaniards came and like took over basically South America, all of it. Um, they kind of built things in their style and they, they actually painted a lot of places really colorfully. And I don't know what, what the, what the reasoning is at the beginning, but there, if you go, I mean, Havana has a lot of crazy colors. Like a lot of these places that were, you know, colonized by Spain were really, really colorful cities. All the buildings were different colors and things like that. And it's been, it's in, it's pretty much ever, in all of the different Latin American countries. They, they, they did that. That's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. It's really it's, cool. It's yeah. Spanish flair. Yeah. That's Spanish flair. Exactly. <laughs> so Oaxaca is, you talked about being in the Southern part and kind of closer. Actually, is it, I guess it's closer to the Pacific than it is the uh, it Gulf. Is. Right. The Gulf, the Gulf side would be um, like more toward Cancun and things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Like Yucatan is the next state over on that, like that way East. 
So Oaxaca actually has a really large mountain range that goes through it. So we're going to be in like the city of Oaxaca, but you can, you can fly basically is the best way to do it. There's, there's actually like a, a way to get over the mountains. That's like this really old, like dangerous curvy road. That's not good. They've been putting in a highway for a really long time, but it's still not going to be made yet. Um, basically it's, if you went like as the crow flies from Oaxaca city to the beach is like two hours, but because this road is really bad, it takes like seven or eight hours. So you can fly though to the ocean and there's places like Puerto Escondido. There's like really um, like world renowned surf destinations, like surf locations there. Um, it's actually really, really beautiful beach and, and all that kind of stuff. The, the Oaxaca beach is really, really nice. Interesting. So yeah. can you sort of take us through an itinerary, maybe, maybe 48 totally. hours in, in Oaxaca? Yeah, absolutely. Like so what, what we're, what we're doing um, coming up in the next, in the next couple of months. So we've, we've been noticing in general that like a lot of our trips, there's a lot of photographers like amateur or professional photographers that have been sort of like really interested in things. I feel like photography is really big right now. Photography and, and travel sort of go hand in hand. Um, so we, in the, like, the last couple of years, we've been partnering up with photographers, with different people, um, to kind of lead photo walks while we're in these places. Um, so we met up uh, two years ago, a guy named Joe Greer, who's a photographer. He's based in New York City. He's super good. Met up with him. He came on a trip with another uh, photography company called Tiny Atlas Quarterly. They brought him along. It was a really fun trip. It was really successful. Um, we ended up working with Tiny Atlas again, actually on this last January trip that we did and they're awesome, but we got this Joe guy, Joe Greer, and we were like, hey, would you do a trip with us to Cuba? So last November, a couple months ago, we did a trip with him to Cuba. He told his audience about it, it was super full. We brought all these people that were really into photography. They loved it. So this trip that we're coming up on that we're doing um, is gonna be another photography trip with Joe Greer in May. Um, and then we're going to be doing our normal Day of the Dead. That's not as much like like photo centric in in October. Um, and then to like answer your question, actually, in forty eight hours, you would probably just want to like if you're only there for the forty eight hours, eat, drink, go to the public markets. There's a ton of galleries and art stuff everywhere. Um, there's a lot of like kind of bars and concert venues in in the historic center also. So you could stay for two days probably in like the same like. 10 block radius and just like have the best time. There's so much stuff like concentrated right in the middle there. 48 hours you would, yeah. You could not sleep for 48 hours and just be constantly doing like fun stuff. If you can stay up that long, which is very tough. That is. Yeah. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. I'm 38. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so now extending it. So sure. if you, if you have 48 hours, which I, it, based on its location, I doubt any traveler would only go there for 48 hours. True, true. So, but if you do have 48 hours, you can get a nice idea of what the town is like based on this 10 mile, you know, roughly 10 block radius. 10 block radius. Enjoy yep. the market, go to the market, um, enjoy the, the pubs and the restaurants and things like that and really get right. a feel for what this town has to offer. Now, if you have an extended period of time, where would yeah. you direct someone or, or where, where do you, where do you bring people? Where do we go? So like the, we, when we go down there, we do five or six nights. So we do definitely do, you know, the concentrated part in the center. We stay down there. Um, there are little, there's a little village called Mitla. That's like about 45 minutes out of Oaxaca. That is, it's where day of the dead kind of originated actually. So back pre Spaniards, they built a temp, they built temples in general out there, the Zapotec people. And, one of the temples that was in this town of Mitla was considered where they it was where they would bury all their like the kind of higher up the the rich folks and things. So in that temple is where it was basically said that that was the place between heaven and earth. That like one time a year the your the ancestors would come back and visit. So Day of the Dead kind of like originates from this one little town like an hour outside of Oaxaca. In the middle of that town and Oaxaca City, there are small villages that literally are the entire village for each of them for like thousands of years for their entire history. One only does uh, clay, like it's like black clay that they do pottery with. So like you go, you pull off the freeway, you drive up these, these like little tiny roads and there's all these like these kind of big houses that are collectives of pottery is one town, tapestries and woven stuff is the other town. This other town down the road only makes mezcal. It's like the mezcal sort of capital of Oaxaca. So it's like full of craft things, full of sort of like old school indigenous 
um, crafts and mezcal making techniques. They still, there's, it, it's a lot of farm area around there. So they do corn in all sorts of different ways and like they cook super well. Um, so like basically from, from Oaxaca to that, to the town of Mitla, you could make three stops. You could drink mezcal, you could buy some pottery, you could do, get, you know, get some tapestries to bring home to people, have a crazy ass meal and then get to Mitla and see like the old, the old uh, temples and stuff. It's yeah, it would be a, you could, you could spend an entire week just doing that like 45 minute drive. Wow. Yeah. So the one, the one thing that I'm really curious about, because I am a huge fan of hiking and waterfalls. So on Uh, your tour, you mentioned a petrified stone waterfall. Yes. So we go, we're going to go out. We're going to take a tour of a, of a farm that, that grows mezcal. So it grows the agave. We take a pickup truck out. We do mezcal tastings in, it's like a flatbed pickup truck that they would throw all the agave in the back of, like a farm truck. They drive us about 30 minutes while we're drinking uh, like mezcal on the way out there. After they cook us this big, huge lunch of like black mole, which this woman has to wake up at 2 a.m. to start the process of the black mole that we ate at like 2 p.m. So it's like a 12 hour process of her making us lunch, which is insane. So we eat, eat that, you know, get a little tour of their, of their facility and how they make the mezcal and all that stuff. We get a little tipsy and then jump in the back of this pickup truck. It drives us out to the petrified waterfall that you can like hike up the back side of. You can swim in the little pools on the top of it. And it's literally probably 80 or a hundred feet high. I'm not, I'm kind of bad with like distances, but it's about 80 or hundred feet high. And like literally the, like the the minerals in the water have just kind of like hardened over time and have made this it's like a big stone waterfall but there's actually water sort of in the top pools of it and water like trickles down it yeah it looks like the hot springs at yellowstone or a few other places where there are geysers and it's just these little pools of yeah like deposits mineral deposits yeah it looks so awesome it's super cool yeah it's it's very very cool and like I'm very excited to go back to it. It's going to be awesome. And again, there's going to be one of the photo, uh, like the photo walks. I'm making little quote fingers here, but one of the sort of the dedicated photo walks that Joe Greer is going to be doing is out and around after our mezcal tasting out and around <clears throat> those, um, the, like the, the petrified waterfall. Okay. So it's going to be at like kind of dusk time when it's golden hour and people shooting it. Me, I'm not a photographer. I'm just going to be like floating in it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be good. And, and for, uh, when you go there, I, I, I'm on Wikipedia. So sure. they said anywhere between 50 to 90 meters, depending on where you measure it from. Oh, dude, that's bigger than 80 to hundred feet, right? That's what, yeah. like 150 ish? 150 plus? to 180. Damn. Okay, cool. Sorry. Um, 150 to 150 to 270. To two something. Great. Even, the, even better than I underestimated. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the waterfall? Um, Hierva, yeah, Hierva el Agua. Like, yeah, he said it better than me. H, I think it's H I E V E R A. You're are you on Wikipedia? Yeah, H I E V E R A. H I E R V E R R V A, right? Or R V E. Hierva el Agua. What is oh the water boils? That's what it means. Yeah, it's like boiling boiling water basically. Or yeah. Did you find it, Bob? Did you see it? If you just search, if you just search stone. Yeah. Or like petrified waterfall. Water. Yeah. Petrified waterfall. That'll get you yeah, there. It'll come in up. Oaxaca. In Oaxaca. Yeah. And while Bob's searching for that, I'm, I have your Oaxaca trip pulled up on your oh, website. So, yeah, nice. and it's really nice. Like I like that your prices always include flights. Thank you. Because it is just, it's an easy thing to not have to worry about. Yes, it is. It's, it's very helpful for people. Um, we're at, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I'm always like, man, I, I don't mind doing it. And I kind of take on the, the burden of doing it. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep doing it. It was one of those things that sometimes I get frustrated with it. I'm like, I don't want to buy tickets, but I, I like offering it to people. I like, yeah. I like having that as an option. We, yeah, we are also after that, that petrified waterfall night, we're going to be staying in a 300 year old, like huge farmhouse. So these people owned this large hacienda, they call it. So it's 300 years ago that they built the thing. Uh, the owners have long since moved away. They took it and they revamped it into uh, like a bed and breakfast, like a little boutique hotel. 
So after we're doing our, our mescal tastings and bouncing around in this pickup truck and going to that waterfall and they're shooting it and stuff, we're going back to this like amazing old, it's kind of like a countryside palace in Mexico is the best way I can describe it. We're going to be staying there. Um, and we have bartender uh, friends that are going to be doing like mixology classes. And these women, these women from a little town right by there, they're going to do a little cooking class for us and things like this. So that, oh, one, that day in particular, I'm like thrilled about. It's going to be really great. That's just one day? Yeah, that's one day. That's one damn day. There's so Whoa. many things that I'm that we're we're doing like a like a street art walking tour with this local artist guy who's like 27 and he's like a local street guy that does like that does all their like art and he's like a muralist I guess and he's all political and has done stuff up here in LA and it's gonna be awesome. I'm like and plus Joe is gonna be you know having people do these specific like you know sunrise. They'll wake up super early, the photographers will. They'll wake up very, very early on some of the days and go shoot like street photography things. A couple of the days they're doing like on the, the you know, the Petrified Waterfall, they're going to be shooting that like around sunset time. So it's going to be, it's, it's insane. Like the amount of things that we're going to be doing is awesome. Plus it's actually a, like a really leisurely schedule. So people have a lot of downtime. That one day with all the different stuff is not going to be leisurely, but like all the other ones, there's like activities and then nap time if you need it. All that, all of Lots the of time to include tequila. There's a lot of time to include tequila. Exactly. That's the, yep. Man. You know, know that's what I'm saying. I'm Oaxaca just never, I've heard of Oaxaca, but I've yeah. never thought of it as like a destination to travel to. It's, it's, it's one of those things that's starting to become more and more on people's radars. It's just a really, there's so much like mole is from there and, like mezcal comes from there there's a lot of like very uh like important things in Me mexican cuisine that like literally come from this one area like a huh. lot of stuff yeah it's, it's so pretty... so so one of the things that i want to get onto is safety yeah. so oh, okay. in in the united states for you know we have this idea of you hear one thing in the news that happens in mexico and right. assume that the entire country of mexico is dangerous yeah and and i want to I want to tackle this, this, sure. because if we don't, people might just dismiss it as, oh, it's in Mexico. I can never go there. It's not safe. Right. Um, let's hear, let's hear your explanation or your answer to that. Um, I'm kind of with you where they, I mean, a couple of years ago, there was a thing that was like in, where was it? I, I, I want to say it was Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, uh, maybe it was, maybe it was Cabo. I think it was Cabo San Lucas. So like a couple of years ago, they were like, this American guy got shot in a park in Cabo San Lucas. Like, don't go travel like to Mexico. This was like two years ago, maybe. So the backstory is this dude, it was like 3.30 in the morning and he was trying to make cook in a park in Cabo San Lucas. And it was like a drug deal gone wrong. He was from Chicago, from outside of Chicago. You know, he made some bad choices and some stuff went down. And then all of a sudden it was like, an American gets killed in Mexico for no reason. Like, don't go to Mexico. That's <laughs> like... You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm not. I got the full yeah. story. Any right. what's up? Uh, yeah, we most of that, most of what we hear isn't the full story. It's not. So it's not I think the, the moral story. is don't try to buy coke no. in Mexico. Just, no, no. Actually, not, I should probably just stop and just, just say don't yeah, actually stop buying coke. coke and parts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or just don't buy coke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just or that or, or that one total. <laughs> totally, it's like. I think, I think America does this thing, but like, I mean, even the point of like that the kid was from Chicago, Chicago's fucking dangerous, man. Chicago's super like Southside Chicago is really like a murder capital of the United States of America, which the United States, we murder a lot here. Like we're good at it. Yeah. We got like it down pretty country. good. <laughs> we got it really down where it's like, even, I mean, I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point where like kids are murdering here in the United States of America and at mass and other places that doesn't happen. I feel like, Mexico, yes, has problems, especially with, you know, with like the narcos and things like this. If you're not in that life, though, that there, that's not something that's coming your way for the right. most part. I'm not going to say that across the board, there's never been any like crossover or innocent people being killed because it's, you know, not the case. But if you're minding your own business and you're staying out of that, like you will be out of that. Your experiences will, will correlate with the, the situations you put yourself in. 
Correct. And like the guy who's buying Coke at 3 a.m. in a park, he's putting yeah. himself into sticky situations. Into but sticky if you're going to a town and you're you're going to enjoy the appropriate way and right enjoy restaurants, the chances are they, they, they drop significantly. And Very I just wanted much. to make sure we touched up on that because I, I yeah. a lot of people here in Mexico and just a get lot turned of, off immediately. A lot of, a lot of people, I, I think that we're, our, our media likes us to be scared of things. I think it behooves them to make us not want to go to other places, kind of stay here and just work and be productive. I, I'm, I'm not even like conspiracyist, but I'm like, it's, I, it, it's better for the powers that be if we're afraid to go other places, don't take time off of work and just stay here and work all the time. Like it kind of, it benefits the ones at the top if we're afraid of things and we just stay in the United States and consume. And I just think that's not, I don't know, it's not, it's, it's, it's unsafe to stay where you are, in my opinion. I think it's yeah, like good for your me. life in general to get out and see new things and go and explore and don't be afraid of the world. Like there's, <laughs> there's, you know, sticky situations in every, everywhere you're going to go. But I mean, Chicago, like I live in Los Angeles, man. And like people got shot all the damn time. My neighborhood is, has an uptick and there was four shootings in the last month or something like that. I'm like that, you know what I'm saying? I'm that's in LA, Los Angeles, California, like bad stuff happens everywhere be smart about things stay away from parks at 3 a.m for dumb reasons and you're probably going to be fine yeah that's, that's and, my opinion yeah the so the travel.state.gov the yeah. thing that pr pretty much provides travel advisories for different countries and they actually do states within those countries mm. they currently have a level two for the state that oaxaca is in mm -hmm. and that is just exercise increased caution Oh, okay. I wouldn't be go. surprised that most of Mexico is in that there are certain areas that are in like number four, do not travel. Do not go. Yeah. Yeah. The the areas that are in the do, the number four do not travel are where the 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 um cartels are kind of located. Um the, yeah. Those like Sinaloa, you're not supposed to go to Sinaloa, but like, yeah, that's that may it makes sense to me to not go there. Yeah. I'm not going to do Costa Costa Sinaloa anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're taking that off the list. No offense to anyone that's, you know, hails from Sinaloa, but it's just too hot with all that kind of shit going on. I don't yeah. Like and and for, that's stuff that we just don't care to like mix ourselves up in at all, you know? Okay. No and for reason. reference, like Cuba is also a level two. Is it really? Yeah. Peru oh is level God. two. Most of South America is level two. So I think they basically. What's, what's Los Angeles? Can you, is, <laughs> they, is LA on there? Cause like no. it happened like two blocks from my house. Like, can they put me on some kind of level? I'm like, <laughs> right. you guys serious? Peru is like the chillest place I've ever seen in my whole life. It, like Cuba, right. not, I've been to Cuba now 29 times. Not one thing has ever happened to me in Cuba that was even remotely dangerous. Yeah. And I think it's important to put yeah. that in perspective is that. Yeah. <laughs> level two is basically nothing it's just not the united yeah. states right what do, do they do they rank the united states at all i've heard no, actually a couple months ago so. that like england and stuff was starting to put us on their travel advisories like other yeah. countries were like actually you guys are, we should fear going there yeah uh, and yeah yeah to put we're, it in we had that uptick right we had we had that uptick in mass shootings and right and, and, and all of a sudden other countries were like, why are we on your list? Like you should be on our list. Right. Yeah. As far as like, you know, anyway. so Europe actually right now is also all level two. Is it? And I don't know if that's, and Italy specifically has uh, another rating on it. And I think it's mainly because oh, of the, the coronavirus. With the Corona stuff. Right. So if we were to look at this and if we were to look at this three months ago, would it be different? If we were to look at it in a year, would it be different? Right. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to a one. I still think even if even the like Cuba, right, where there's just like zero, like, you know, tourist crime that happens, they're like level two. Like, yeah. can't they just make it a level one already? Because nothing ever happens. Or are they just going to like always be? Like, yeah, I, I don't actually see any level ones. Are there no level ones? <laughs> is, is Los Angeles on there? Can you just search Los Angeles real quick? No, they it, actually don't have any only ratings for, for only other countries. Yeah. So, yeah. so, all right. Well, so so what we learned is uh, you're safe. You're as safe as you will be anywhere else. Correct. Yeah. That's 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 exactly right. You're as safe as you you would be anywhere else. Um, we yeah, we like to. The nice thing is there is safety in numbers. One thing that is good about like with our group travel, a I've been there like all like tons of times, and we work with people on the ground that are from all these locations. So it's like we have 
expert guides and drivers and like hosts and um, you know people that own the little hotels and things like this that are all part of our team that like can get you around into cooler things. Like you'll end up seeing cooler stuff than if you were to just go on your own. Plus if anything sort of iffy is going to happen, someone who's from there is like, don't go over there. Like that guy is sketchy. Like they can, you like you can read your own um, like neighborhood better than anyone can, right? So it's kind of like, they'll, they'll know, they keep us uh, in the loop on cool things to do. They keep us in the loop on safety stuff, like all that kind of stuff. It's there. It's we're you're always like in really, really good hands when traveling with the group and when traveling with our groups. Very cool. Yeah. And so do you pair this up with anything else while you're um, in, in on, the, on this one right now? Yeah. Or is this, a, is this a, like a one shop destination? It's, it's kind of a one shop destination. There's so much stuff there. It's not the one thing that it isn't is kind of like big city, big city. Um, like a Mexico city or like a Havana or something like that. Um, it's kind of like, it'd be, it'd be like going to um, I, Portland for some reason comes to the top of my mind. It's like kind of a smaller, not like a huge metropolis of a city. It's kind of like more on the smaller side. I, it's probably, I mean, even smaller than Portland, but it, I mean, it has art and music and food and mezcal and like photography options and outdoorsy stuff and old and new and it kind of has everything in this one little city and in the surrounding areas but yeah we've got all of it i, I do at some point want to sort of pair it up with mexico city and do like three nights in mexico city and four nights in oaxaca to kind of do both um but it, i mean i could i could spend so much time in this little town there's just so much stuff there remind me how many people are typically in a group that you take um we we like to have the number around like i would say like 12 to 16 ish is our is is typically what we what we like to run okay that's usually where they're at yeah and your trip granted it's already occurred um for when this is coming out oh uh uh-huh and if i assume you'll be doing the same trip in 2021 we are going to be doing the same trip in 2021. We're also doing, is it when, when will, when does this come out? How, it, this come will out be October. Yes. Oh, okay. But not before May. But not before May. Oh, okay. October uh, 29th through November 3rd, we're going back. We're going to be in Oaxaca also. So we're doing two this year um, and it'll be day of the dead basically. So it's, Ooh. we're going to go to temples and like do day of the dead festivities. We go to this town, where uh, basically like they just have, they ha- there's four bands on four corners of this plaza and like the plaza has like a thousand people in it. And then the bands just like start playing and like, they're like marching bands. They're like old school Mexican marching bands and they all split off in different directions and the crowd like follows each thing and they like wind through the, these little streets of this village. And sometimes the bands will like meet up in these things and have like a band off and like play against each other. And like everyone's like jumping around in the streets and things. We did that accidentally until like 4 30 in the morning last time just like ended up in this ended up in this little town that everyone told us to go to we were like is this going to be okay it's like an hour out like it's kind of a hassle it was late we ended up staying almost till five like late and just jumping around and dancing to this music and eating tacos in the street and like it's it's phenomenal um everyone gets their faces painted we go to special like day of the dead parties um we go to that temple that i was saying where day of the dead like originated and they have all these like uh, d- different sort of performers and different altars made. Oh, we go to a family's house where they make the Day of the Dead altar with us. Um, there's all it's 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 full on. There's all sorts of stuff. Man, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah, that sounds like an incredible festival to be a part it's of. It's so like cool. a once in a lifetime. Not a, I mean, you could do it as many times as you want. Sure. Just one of those yeah. things that's so incredibly unique to one country it's, that it's very unique. It's it's really cool. Bill. Bill one of our guides there, he, he brings us into the cemetery and the cemetery has like an old like mansion that's all broken inside of the cemetery. It's just, and it's all lit up and colorful and all the, the graves are like totally decorated and there's just a bunch of people going through and cleaning their graves and like celebrating their family that have passed and then, you know, kind of mourning them, but also like celebrating them being home and there's a ton of music all over the place and it's just like, super festive it's like over here we wouldn't really we just don't celebrate death in the same way it's not the same thing like you have a funeral it's very somber and then that's kind of it as far as that goes and they have their funeral it's somber but then like once a year they kind of celebrate their people coming back and it's it's i don't know it's just nice it's a nice kind of perspective on things is that very what it is? Cool. can you can you explain what day of the dead actually is 
Sure. Yeah. It's um, basically it's kind of a 48. So they have the, the first day is for um, children that have died before. So it's called the Angelitos. They basically, so a family will go to their grave of, of people that have died. They clean it, they adorn it, they like kind of decorate it. If it's a little kid, they'll leave them like, um, you know, chocolates and like little toys and things that they used to like. If it's like an older, like a, a dude, let's say, like they'll leave like a pack of his favorite cigarettes and like a little thing of mezcal and like oranges. And they leave these different things. So the dead come back during this like 72 hour period. Um, they come back and they basically like hang out with their family for those days. And while they're back, um, the family has big meals together. It's like all the family from everywhere, like gathers sort of in one house. They all, you know, they all go to the cemetery together. They clean up the grave. Excuse me. They leave um, all the different like foods and different things that they'll need for their path back. They leave them water and they leave them mezcal and they leave them food. And then basically it's them for a couple of days celebrating either at home or out and about like in the streets out in Mexico, just they're dead basically they're just like throwing a party to like welcome them home because they get to the dead get to like walk on the earth for those like 48 hours and then they go back after a couple days interesting yeah i think it really knew yeah it wasn't that detail it's very it's yeah it's very cool and then you'll see i mean everybody's out and about right from like little kids like holding their mom's hand that are like three and they're all dressed up and stuff to like very very old people we but uh, we have a picture of a woman in like a motorized cart thing at like 2 a.m that was like fully like dressed up in you know like a motorized wheelchair kind of kind of deal so like everybody's everybody's out they're all celebrating it's it's very fun to see that's awesome yeah i think a lot of people confused uh dia de los muertos with cinco de mayo yes yeah different diff- different things that even see even cinco de mayo dia de los muertos is way like more um like a big a bigger deal it happens once you, it's like a really big deal in mexico like cinco de mayo here in the united states like people are like oh it's mexican independence day which it isn't it was they beat the french in this one battle while french occupied mexico for a little while so it's like not even really that big of a deal like if you go to mexico they're like oh no that's not our independence day that's like not a big deal but we somehow I've like turned it into like a big deal. And now we celebrate it. Now yeah. we celebrate it. <laughs> How did that I think, happen? I think the same way we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's like St. Patrick's Day. We're like, can we drink that day? That's a day that we can yeah. drink all day? Like, all right, that we want. Right. Irish drinks. Irish <laughs> Mexican drinks. Mexican drinks, totally. Tequila on this day and then like yeah. whiskey on this other day. I think we have, I think America is just such like a big sort of melting pot in general. Isn't Isn't St. Patrick's Day also like not like, is it is it a minimal holiday in Ireland or am I getting I think so. something else? I think we took it. We're like, fuck yeah, let's drink that day. We right. and like, yeah. yeah, we've taken that melting pot stuff and just kind of ran with it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a fun drinking cultural holiday, I think we, we were like, yeah, we're in. We're in. Right. On that one. The, the, the Day of the Dead one is a lot more like it's it's like traditional and, and they like very much celebrate it down there. They're like real into it. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, good. It's fun. Do you do you want to get into some food and coffee? Uh, sure. Of, of like what they make down there. Yeah. So, what do you mean? Okay. Uh, you know what? A, what? A, you went over it briefly already, but what you could expect as far as a meal goes, like. Yeah. So they basically. So there are in the air in in that one area. There are three hundred types of corn that they've developed. So there's corn. Almost everything is corn based down there. So they'll take corn, like what's it called? Like corn flour. So they like mash it up and they make corn flour. So they make tortillas with it. So corn tortillas are kind of like small, you know, thin. Um, They'll do something called a sope, which is thicker than a corn tortilla. So it's basically just sort of your level of corn meal that you do. There's one that's from there that's really typical that is like an oval shaped quesadilla. Um, So they take like cheese that's right it's called the clayuda and it's like a long oval uh quesadilla basically and they'll put squash blossoms is a big thing in there or mushrooms or like this um type of cheese that's from oaxaca that's really stretchy kind of like a mozzarella so they make like these quesadillas from it um mole is there are six or eight i'm gonna i don't remember off the top of my head different types of mole they all come from there um, they take anywhere from 12 hours to like 24 to like 48 hours to make. Um, they make chocolate also in Oaxaca in like the jungle kind of areas like surrounding it. Cause it's really 
foresty down there also. Um, chocolate comes from there. Hot chocolate, they may, they like drink all the time, um, which is not as much of a thing that I notice that we do in America very much, but like hot chocolate for adults is really big in Mexico and in other countries. Um, they have coffee that's from the mountain area, like right down around there. Um, they pretty much, it's like a, it's like a bread basket. They grow a ton of stuff. Um, they cook super, super well. Things are really traditional. Also like a lot of chefs have moved there from big cities. Um, oh yeah. Chefs have moved there from, from big cities, like from Mexico city and stuff. Um, because Oaxaca is now kind of their, it's, I, I don't know what's called. It's like a New York city or like a San Francisco or an LA of like, like foodie stuff. Like a lot of chefs are kind of going into Oaxaca to use their old school ingredients, like old school dishes to make new, like new school cuisine, I guess you'd say like it's, it's rad. It's like young, talented chefs moving from big cities to the small city of Oaxaca to like make cool shit basically. That's, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I, I imagine that really it's pretty, good. pretty delicious getting these yeah. fresh ingredients in this like, you know, For sure. smaller yeah. village. So Oaxaca's in the coffee belt and the cocoa bean belt, right? I don't know. I, I know they grow both of them. I don't know where the cocoa bean and the coffee belt are here. Let me, I can Google Yeah, that. it's got to be in the coffee belt, right? Right. I mean, yeah. It's pretty big, the coffee belt. Yeah, isn't the isn't the coffee belt just between the tropics? Yeah, pretty much. It's it's a pretty wide area. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. It's a big that belt. That belt's big. Yeah, yeah. It shows me actual belts on Google though. I'm like, no, I'm not trying to get a coffee looking belt. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have those ads pop up on in, on Facebook yeah, for the next six months. <laughs> Did you want this brown belt that says coffee on it? Oh no. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not at all. Yeah, man. Actually, free shipping. Sure. Um. Yeah. It it is. It is in that in that coffee. Okay. Belt. Yeah. It's like all the way down there. Oh yeah. It goes from like mid Mexico all the way down to like Brazil. Mm-hmm. Peru's in that coffee belt. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and so you'll see Hawaii is the only place in the United States that's in the coffee belt. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's funny. Even like Florida is real close to the coffee belt, but not yeah, quite. Yeah, not quite. Yeah, I wouldn't drink quite. coffee that grows you, but... in Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or I can get a brown. Belt. But yeah, it's, it's well, maybe there may be a part of the keys. Oh, possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. So the the coffee belt. And the cocoa bean belt are the same thing. Oh, it's the same? Yeah. They just oh, call cool. it the bean belt. Oh, okay. The bean belt. Yeah. Um, it is a big area. Wow. Yeah. Because I'm looking at that also and I'm like, yep, they're, bo- they're in both. It's of almost the entire country or continent of Africa. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ton of Africa as well. That's really. That, that's really Guys, we're learning so much right now. I know. Mm-hmm. Look at us. Look at us. Yeah. Not a Sunday. Who knew? Um, yeah. I like, you know, what I'm looking at too is all, at all of the places that we go apparently, cause we do, we do Southern Mexico and we do Cuba and we do Peru and all of those are in that coffee belt. We were doing Spain for a while, but that's a different belt altogether. Maybe you'll yes. have a, maybe you'll have a coffee tour. I know. Soon, I, you know. I actually had spoken to, um, a company before and they were wanting to possibly do like a sourcing trip with me, which would have been Ooh, super cool. That's like, like my dream. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be so fun? I, oh yeah. I would love to do sourcing trip. Like if, if people like one, one of the big companies that took me to Oaxaca, they were like, our team has to study death cult, like death in cultures across the world. Can you take us 10 people, designers and this and that, like everybody from like this big, this large company, can you take us all to Oaxaca so we can study death during day of the dead? And I was like, Oh yeah, can I? Like it was the coolest. Their budget was crazy they could we could stay anywhere we sit in like an old monastery and i got them interviews with like um uh what's called like a mortician and and someone who worked and owned um a like a funeral parlor like a funeral parlor owner i don't know what that word is and this woman who was like an old school like healer kind of like indigenous healer like a witch doctor type and we went to that um the the temple that, that that i was talking about before so i'm like if if then yeah, recently, well, no, this is maybe like a year and a half ago or something, a coffee shop down the way that I go to, they were like, yeah, we want to do these. Like we want to go to Costa Rica. We want to go to Peru. We want to go to the places where we source our beans from and actually like meet the farmers and hang out and like all that. And like maybe look for other like purveyors and producers. And I was like, yeah, I would love to do that. Basically just take people around with whatever the thing is that they need to go and accomplish and like source their trip basically. Yeah, coffee and chocolate are big ones for down coffee, there. Coffee, chocolate. We had I had a, a company that does like tapestries hit us up and say, "Can you take like ten of our team to Peru to like 
interview and kind of do sourcing trips for, you know, for tapestries and for like woven goods. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we're in the works on doing that. I'm like, I like, I, it's, it's really fun for me if someone's like, I'm really into this. Like, can you take 10 of my people and go help us explore that? I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I've, I've been doing this for eight years where I have to sort of make up the itinerary of like how to entertain people. And I like someone telling me like, we want to go to blah. And I'm like, great. Like I'll research that and show you around and take you down there. And yeah. Sweet. Really cool. the, yeah. The business is kind of like branching off into a doing coast to coast and doing these like cultural trips that we do. And then B I'm starting to kind of like hit up brands or be hit up by brands that are like, I need a coffee tour. Or I need a tapestry, like, like sourcing tour, or I need, you know, to go and study death or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like it might, it's turning kind of into where I'm, getting requests from other people to take their team and do stuff. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is very interesting. I like kind of helping people do the thing that they need to do, you know? Yeah. 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 That's pretty awesome. So, so staying oh, yeah. in line with your tours that you have, yeah. what other tours can people book with you around the world and, and what can they expect to, to get out of Um, Yeah, that's, so we do the Cuba one that we, that we went into in detail, I did a Cuba one last uh, that was more sort of outdoors and island focused in January. And it was the first time we had done this where we actually go to the keys that are on like the North coast of Cuba. Um, we met up with people that do this conservation work down there. We like uh, snorkeled in like these amazing reefs that are super healthy. We went on catamarans. We drove these little personal boats that are like kind of like go-karts, but in a boat form, like whipping these things around the ocean <laughs> Um, which was dangerous, but also <laughs> fun. Um, so that, that one was super cool. So it's kind of like a more outdoorsy version of our other Cuba trip. Um, we do Peru. So I just got back on Wednesday. I was in Peru for, for like 10 days. Um, and we do Machu Picchu and that kind of stuff. But then we visit temples that are actually not visited anymore that are kind of like um, just forgotten about. They're like off the beaten path. Um, and I went to floating islands in Lake Titicaca this last time where they actually like people cut. It was insane. It was so cool. They, uh. they cut these chunks of like, it's kind of like peat, you know, like peat moss that they make like scotch with. So they like cut out these huge chunks of them. They look like hay bales and then they bale them all together and they float. And then they put reeds on top of these things. And basically this whole village is just floating islands. That's, that's like not even like a 30 minute boat ride off the coast. So it's like, you can see the city of Puno like right behind you, but they choose to just live in the old way on these little islands. I know it's crazy. It's so, it's so crazy. They used to make reed boats and they would like spend days and days like out fishing on these reed boats. And then there was conflict with this other community that lived right by them. And this other community was like, we're going to take you guys over. There's only like a couple hundred of them if like maybe like a thousand people that are in this one specific type of community that speak their own language and all this stuff so they're like screw this let's not you know get killed by these this way bigger tribe let's like roll out and just live on our fishing boats and they lived out in lake titicaca but it was like too tough to just live out there on the boats they just lived and survived off eating these reeds and fishing and then they like slowly started just adapting and like in the last like couple hundred years, they started making these floating islands and then they dock them in a little bay that's right in front of the city, but no one messes with them. And they just like do their own thing and like weave, they, all of them, you go to the islands and they're like, hi, like all of them are just so smiley. Like they'll be out, like I was just kind of like, not spying on them, but like watching them from afar. And they're like going about their, their day and stuff and everyone's just grinning from ear to ear. Like the happiest people I've ever seen in my life. And they were just like, this old man didn't speak any Spanish because he speaks his language and didn't speak any English or whatever. And he was just like smiling at me really hard and like saying stuff that I have no idea what he's talking about. We're like, yeah, like good. Like, look, the sun. All right. Like pointing at the sun and like, it's warm. It's nice. Like he's like, yeah, like smiling really big. I was like, man, it was, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So we're adding that into our Peru trip, which we do the Peru one multiple times a year as well. So we're, the next one we do is in, uh, August 7th through 14th, I think. Um, some, something like that. Uh, so we're doing Peru, we're doing Cuba, multiple Cubas. Um, we're doing these, these Oaxaca trips for Day of the Dead. And then in May, we're rolling out the Columbia thing, which is going to be four days in Cartagena. One night, one day we like go to these little islands that are really near Cartagena. Um, we're doing an art walking tour. We're doing, um, they have old retired buses that they turned into these party buses that they take you around 
to different bars. It's kind of like a bar crawl slash party bus scenario. Like sounds great. Lights and crazy stuff inside, which is going to be super fun. Um, the guy's going to drive us to the boat and we're going to like barbecue fish that they catch for us out on the islands and snorkel and all that. And then we go to a volcano where you can mud bathe in it. Like, so it's like volcanic mud. Um, and then we, uh, to a park, it's called Parque Tairona and it's out on the coast and it's like this, uh, like national protected park area. And we're going to be in like an echo lodge for the last three nights. And then we fly out from there. So it's like you do a road trip and then you fly back away. We get to ride around in boats and I don't know, do all sorts of, it's going to be super awesome. Man. <laughs> I'm very excited all, about that. All one of those trips sound so incredible. Oh, why thank you. Why thank you. Yeah. We're all, it's all in the coffee belt. I like to keep them all in that coffee belt. <laughs> coffee the belt. Bean cacao the bean belt. belt. The, the bean, bean belt. belt. Thank you. Keep them all in the bean belt. Uh, there's always, in all these places, it's funny that you said that too, because like in all these places, people did. We make coffee here and we like make cacao here. There, you know, I've, I've sampled it and seen them, how they make it and all this stuff like a million times. I have like, right now I have coffee from Colombia and from Cuba and from Venezuela, not Venezuela, pardon me, Nicaragua, like in my thing. And I'm just like, which coffee bean yeah, do I want today? Amazing coffee. That's I started it's, ordering coffee online for that it's reason. So, dude, it's so great. And I'll bring it because I'll bring like a group of, you know, 10, 15, 20 people. And the farmers are like, dude, here, thanks so much. Like have this instead of like, you know, they don't give me like commission and stuff. They're just like, I want to give you a gift. Like here, have this. And so I just have like stacks of coffee in there. It's, it works it's out well. It's a, nice, it's a nice perk of the job, dude. It's yeah. very nice. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. It works out well. So yeah, those are, those are the ones we have coming up. And that, I think those are it for now. Now, do you go on all of these tours? So I don't go on all of them now. So I've been doing them now for the last eight years. This is our eighth year. So we're, it's like seven and a half years I've been doing them. Um, I am, we actually have a group of 10 people that are on the flight now to come home. So while I'm talking to you, they're boarding their flight in Havana. There's 10 women that went down there. They're with our guides in Havana. Um, in March, we have a trip that's led by our guide in Havana and our other guy here who's doing the Columbia trip. His name is James Bernal and he's Colombian American and is super awesome. So he's going to be heading up our Columbia trip. So he'll be doing Columbia. He'll be doing some of the Cuba ones. Um, and I'm going to do, I'm going to do this Oaxaca, the photo one, um, and potentially the next Oaxaca one. So I'm going to start doing them the first couple of times, getting them up and running, making sure the team is like really good. And then I'm going to start doing other ones and adding them to the roster. Awesome. Take, taking a bit of a step so back. Awesome. Yeah, it's good. There you that go. is good. Thank you. Well, as we, as we come to a close here, okay. always, uh, where can people find your website? Where can people follow you on social media? Good question. So um, the company is called Coast to Costa. Um, and it's so across all channels, it's that. So it's C-O-A-S-T-T-O-C-O-S-T-A dot com or at Coast to Costa or Facebook.com slash Coast to Costa. Uh, Twitter's the same, but I'm never on it because I don't like it. Um, you know, <laughs> justified. Yeah, same. <laughs> do, you, do you have a TikTok? Uh, oh, we, we, so we did, we got one. We got one because Gary V told me to get one. I swear that guy's like, do you guys, do you guys know what I'm talking about? That guy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I love him, right? He does all these motivational things. I love that, love that he swears, you know. Um, and he's like, oh, you got to get on TikTok, got to get on TikTok. And I got on and I was like, I am way too old for TikTok, first of all. They're like, just like 12 year olds, like dancing a lot. I was like, I don't get it. But we're, we put up uh, like four videos um, and we're going to, I think that we need to just kind of add to it anyway. If I also was, I'm kind of like, this is kind of a downfall of mine. I, Instagram came out and I was like, I don't get it. Who gives a shit? And then now that's like the main driver of my business. So now with TikTok coming out, I'm like, I don't get it. Who gives a shit? And I'm like, ah, don't make the same mistake twice. Like had I, I was in San Francisco when Instagram was first starting and I had friends that were sort of like some of the core first people that were like on Instagram and they're like, oh my God, it's so great. Those people are now like have hella followers. It's now a career. And I'm like, had I just listened to those people back then and been like, oh, document that you do these trips and like people do are going to give a shit about this. Like I, it would have been better. So I'm trying to, um, ignore my <laughs> ignore my gut about like tiktok is for children and i don't i don't care well I'm I, 
I'm going to start putting things up. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't even know if it was Gary Vee or whoever it was, but he's like, most of these started with kids or young people sharing yeah. pictures. They yeah. don't start with these incredible business opportunities, but no. I think TikTok was the, the platform to get to 1 billion followers faster than any other social media platform Seriously? ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, it took I'm a like, very short amount of time to get to a billion people. Interesting. Wow. And yeah, I'm like, a billion. I, a billion mm-hmm. is so and I'm it's, like, I, it, it literally, it's one of those things. Had I, had I not been crotchety and old before my time about Instagram, my thing, I was like, who care? Why does everyone care so much about what people are doing on a regular basis? I didn't even think to put it into context of like, come to Cuba. I'm going to use these Cuba pictures, like what we use it for now. Had I just thought a tiny bit outside of the box, it would have been a different. It would have been a different thing. I would. I mean, the platform already. We, we're we're at fourteen. Point two thousand, which is quite a lot for for me in in Instagram, and it's still like it drives so much of our traffic. And had I just been like not so crotchety and been like, yeah, I'm going to jump on this thing. Like these people that I was hanging out with have like three and four and five hundred thousand followers, and they're just like Instagram rich now. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's what they were talking about. It's incredible how rich you can get from social media. It's nuts. It's really, it's really crazy. I know. I was like, I don't, I don't want to sell myself, but I'm like, oh, it's you know, it's selling the company. It's selling the product that we do. And travel photos are huge on Instagram, and I just never. It, it has so. to be one of the biggest drivers. Like on Instagram, it's probably food and then maybe travel. Probably. I would, yeah, I would imagine so. So I'm basically, I'm going to be the next TikTok star. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you hear it here first, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm practicing my dance moves yeah. where they just like spin their arms. and. Well, it, it's also great because it is a lot of young people who, who are discovering themselves and maybe, you know, you can influence where they take their first trip. Yeah. So and eventually, awesome. eventually they won't be young anymore. And eventually they won't be young anymore. And it's true though. Like I've, I've gotten more and more uh, where I, ju- I like literally want to just get, give people sort of the gift of travel in general. I'm like, if I can inspire, you know, some youth to go and be like, Cuba looks cool. And even if they go with their parents and have nothing to do with me or whatever, it's nice to be able sort of influential and in getting people's, you know, opinions changed on different places. I feel that that's important. Yeah, we, we get yeah. a lot of young people on our Instagram. I think it's mostly like between 18 to 34. Yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah, A nice chunk is 18 to 25 too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like they're they're curious about that kind of stuff. They might be not be able to afford it yet. I know I couldn't when I was like 18. Right. I think that the first time I traveled, I was 22 and I had to get a second job all summer long. I, had, I already was working in a restaurant and I had to uh, work in their grounds department at, the, um, at this golf course that I was working at. Um, yeah, I like saved up all summer long two jobs to go to to go to Europe for like a week when I was like 22, I think, or 21 or something like that. So I'm like, I get it. Like it's it's hard for kids to travel, um, but it's good to like get travel sort of like in their head a little bit, you know, so that they yeah, can definitely. at some point. I think that's cool. I think it's Absolutely. good that people are starting to like, it's becoming bigger and bigger to, you know, to get out and explore the world. It's a good thing. Yeah. Good thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, you guys. Thank you. It was good to talk to you again. Yeah. And we'll we'll be in touch for Columbia. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Have a good couple months. I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks. See you, you later, man. All right, man. Oaxaca, literally a town I just today learned how to pronounce. And yeah. now it's on my bucket list. Yeah. I I think Mexico in general is on my bucket list. It's just such a cool country with such some really unique culture it has awesome mayan ruins it has beautiful coastline there's there's there are a lot of different reasons to go and explore mexico and it's really cool to sit down with somebody who has like an in-depth um you know understanding of the country and knowledge of the country and and provide us with information like these tiny little towns that we would have never i I mean how many people research mexico and come up with going to oaxaca I, i can't imagine that many it seems like the overwhelming information online would be about Playa de Carmen and Cancun and so it's really cool to sit down and have a conversation about traveling to Mexico without considering those high you know those really touristy resorty destinations so this is really a unique way right right yeah yeah really and that's that's the biggest um, you know misconception with Mexico of course there are unsafe areas but overall the country as a whole has very safe destinations and it's it's worth at least researching and seeing if a trip there is is right for you yeah, and if you're interested, you can go to our website and to our book a trip tab and scroll down to Coast to Coast and check out his website for even more information. 
All right. Uh, well, well, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you are listening to this, uh, consider subscribing. We bring you conversations with new travelers every single week. Uh, and then we also bring you travel news once a month. Elliot, uh, who, what is the traveler's, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, trivia question this week? Oh, good. What is the name of the waterfall that Andrew takes folks to? If you know this, which, I mean, Bob and I were fascinated by it. We think it's really cool. Even if you Google search it, if you Google search the name, you get some really cool photos. There'll probably yeah. be one on our Instagram feed. Probably, yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening and tune in next week. 